Hi, I'm Dell Shores. I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching the Dell and Emerson Show. Straight talk. Real gay. It's our first show of the new year. We get to work out some kinks, and we're going to try something different. I'm going to give you an overview at the top. So on today's show, we're going to do New Year's Eve at Mar-a-Lago, circuit gays versus the gays over COVID. We got out representation in Greece, India, and the Sioux tribe, the Georgia runoff today. A vaccine proposal, a Boston hate crime, the drag race premiere discussion, a new Celine Dion, and more. That's coming up. How are you, Del Shore? I'm already tired. Just all those stories. It's just a plethora. It's a plethora of stories. Now, now y'all know the pressure he feels when I'm looking at him going, it's because there's so much more to come. There was so much. I said, I told him, he said, are you ready? I said, I'm so nervous. I'm just so nervous. Oh, but I'm, I'm, I am on pins and needles about this Georgia thing, right? I, I, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm, uh, I can't wait to see those, what's going to be happening after we get off the air. Absolutely. How's everybody else doing out there? Whether you're on Facebook or YouTube or on Periscope on Twitter, tell us hello, share the broadcast, invite your friends to join us. Well, it's day two of the official new year. You know, the, the, the weekend doesn't count. It's not, you don't have to really start stuff till yesterday, Monday, right? Well, I agree. I agree. I did a little stuff yesterday. I did a little stuff today and tomorrow I'm going to write some. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I'm always writing in my head. I want people to know that because my, my, my brain doesn't really turn off, uh, as you know, Emerson. Uh -huh. Emerson used to make a rule. I just want everybody to know Emerson used to shut me down. He was going, I, you know what? I need to stop working at some point at night. You cannot just be calling me at 1130 with an idea. Um, yeah, I saw somebody talk a whole thread about this. Like don't send work emails to people you work with in the middle of the night. Cause you're having a thought because you're putting pressure on them to read that email. What do y'all think? Um, well, but wait, I like that you're writing in your head. Cause you know what I'm doing in my head working out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you made me authentically laugh. <laughs> I would say that is one of the biggest, like, real, real surprise laughs I've gotten. I, just, I was not expecting that. I was like, oh, monkeys are chattering there, like mine. There's always a big conversation. Sometimes I just feel like Sybil. I just feel like my multiple personalities are all over my head. Yes, I've been um, doing full plays and performances in there. How's everybody else? Did you, you doing the resolutions? Look, I said, I did not get everything I wanted to get done yesterday. And last night I told myself and then my Instagram followers, look, it's a new year. And if today is the first real day, you didn't get everything done you wanted to, that is okay. Tomorrow's another day. And the day after that is another day. Because I think the weird thing about this new year, right? We all want to turn a page, but things aren't different. The no. pandemic still is what it is. Our political situation still is what it is. Um, so it is okay if you didn't turn that page as completely and fully as you hoped. And we are still slogging through it together. It's uh, the it, pandemic is what it is. It, it's more than what it was. It is so scary here right now. I, I went out today. Uh, and I just didn't want to go out and I got so anxious while I was out. I had to do a few errands and, uh, don't get me started on spectrum. Do not. Cause we do not have time to add that to this show. Uh, but I, I just hope that my internet stays on during this show. I've been having some problems. I want y'all to know. Um, 
So anyway, I, it's just like, I, you know what? I, a, a good a good buddy of ours, Matt, he, we, we were talking and I said, well, you know, we have to give ourselves a break. You know, the last nine months, whatever has happened, whatever you feel like you wanted to accomplish that you didn't, guess what? There was some circumstances that were thrown at us that were just massive. So you need to celebrate the small victories and not beat yourself up about, you know, whatever, fill in that blank. Yes. And remember that all of our accountability is different, right? We know ourselves if we're inclined in life to be a procrastinator and need to hold ourselves accountable, or if in life we're prone to guilt over things not done on a to-do list at the end of the day, we have to each look at ourselves and hold ourselves the right amount of accountable and then be able to release other things. It's different for each of us, but like check in, be gentle, do what you can do, and then try again the next day. Yeah. You know what I've, I found that has helped me and I'll just, you know what? Y'all just catch these pearls. Y'all just catch uh, just, these gems. Uh, as I, I am fine. You can throw them before throw me. Them. <laughs> I will be safe. My way, you know, I make a list, Emerson. You know, you know me really well. Where I make that list, I mean, it's like in my book, it's it's on this side of the page, and I scratch out, uh oh, A -E I G was not done. So I get a little at the end of the day, I'm getting, oh shit, I didn't do this. And I've decided that I allow myself to carry over, carry over. Yeah. It's okay if you don't get it. If it, there, some things aren't a big rush, you know. Yep. You know, I've been watching The Crown. They don't seem to rush for anything. They just get up. They have their tea. You know, they, there's, a, there's some news. They've been in 300 years. They get the papers and read about themselves. And, you know, um, they don't rush. They do not rush. Yep. Absolutely. So just be gentle. Yes, the New Year is here and we're doing it. Uh, but speaking of New Year's, I will kick off this first story. Y'all, wait, first of all, has everybody enjoyed Delford's new microphone? That's yes, can you tell? It's a, it's called a Yeti, and uh, please tell me it just makes my voice sound amazing because I did spend a little bit of money. And about how about my new set? I did, did I, I took down the decorations, but we got some candles going, and it's just you know couldn't kill off the poinsettia, you know. That's but. so funny. I haven't taken down any decorations, but did throw out the poinsettia because it was dead. Oh, I threw out one. One was dead. Now we're getting into details that is that are. Are not that interesting. Yeah, that's a lot of detail, LaVonda. Hi, <laughs> my loves. Oh. oh all right. Our first story, we're going to talk about New Year's Eve at Mar El Lago. It's always funny because y'all, I'm sitting in my here in my house shouting, and I can always tell when I get a little too loud because that's when Blake decides to go in the other room, which just happened. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about first. Um, this out gay Trump supporter and failed candidate for Congress, George Santos, seen in the photos in front of you, claimed while he was running for Congress, the president has done more for the community than his predecessors and was one of only two out candidates to be endorsed by the log cabin Republicans. He has already filed again to run in 2022. That matters because he attended New Year's Eve at Mar-a-Lago, posted these photos on Instagram. Well, the New York Times did a story about who all was at Mar-a-Lago not wearing masks. They included his Instagram posts, and then he tweeted the tweet on the left. My fiance and I had to leave our home this evening with our four dogs, thanks to the New York Times publishing of my Instagram, showing me attending the Mar-a-Lago New Year's Eve party. My fiance is a pharmacist who worked 12 hours, seven day shifts for nine months and was fired. The violence against us is real. He followed up with a screenshot saying the New York Times, you have exposed my family to danger and have stripped 
one of us of our livelihood, this is un-American. Now, I would like to point out that this is his Santos for Congress Instagram account. It's private now, but it wasn't when I took these photos, tagging it at Mar-a-Lago. And he is running again. So he's a public figure, not some private person complaining about the New York Times spilling their New Year's Eve plans. Um, I could be real mean, but I'm just going to say, I'm just going to do my Christian duty and say, I wish you, I can't say it. I cannot say I wish you well. I can't. I just can't. I mean, it's just bullshit that someone thinks that it's okay. And and I don't, here's there's some holes in this story. Uh, it, just because you post an Instagram, anybody can find your fucking Instagram. Don't blame the New York Times. They didn't publish his address. That's not tr that's not cool. And they did not do it. So maybe you on Instagram told people where you live. I don't know. I don't know the circumstances. The only thing I the only sorrow I feel are for those four dogs. I feel sorry that they have to live with these two gay Republicans. That's yeah. it. And you flew down and spent a thousand dollars to then publicly share that this is the event you attended. Mm. And so, then part two of this story you got. Yes. Oh, oh, I'm supposed to continue on. Well, part two of the story has to do with somebody that I've actually uh, headlined with uh, Taylor Dane. I've, a few years ago, Taylor and I did uh, Central Alabama Pride. Taylor has performed on gay cruises. She's done a lot of prides. She's a longtime LGBTQ ally. But here she is also at Mar-a-Lago, no mask. And she got a huge backlash from the gay community community, uh, tweeted and then deleted this, this quote. She said, I'm saddened by all this. I have a 30 year career S that many diverse friendships. What, what the fuck are, why don't people proof a little better? If I make a mistake like that, I delete and redo it. Uh, friendships. And I try to stay non-political and non-judgmental and not preach. I sing from my heart purely and from source. I don't know who source is, but she capitalized it. Um, I wish for all to be who they need to be dot, dot. She doesn't believe in three dots, just two and find their way. She did. She did spell there. Right. Taylor, Taylor, I know you don't remember me, but you're full of shit. If you come to Mar-a-Lago for new year's Eve, that where Donald Trump was supposed to be, and you are taking our money for years, you are not showing any level of support for us, and I will no longer support you. So you tell that to your heart, Taylor Dane. I see what you did there. I know that song. I get that reference. Yeah, it was about her only. It was, it was the big one. It was the big one. You know, um, never mind. Paul <laughs> said your new microphone is very manly. I think it is, especially if I start this, right? Um, well, it's like a pink scrunchie to put around it. So you can change out the decoration. I have a, a, a filter thing, so it, it will make screen. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Amazon. Thank you, Amazon. Oh, thank good. you. Thank you. Those gift certificates I got from Amazon. I just love those because I've, I've, I've shopped there a lot lately. Yeah. Well, and my frustration with both of these, right, is people that should know better this like Gay Republican talking nonsense. I mean, he and he is a public figure who is continuing to want to be a public figure. That is not the same as the random person that becomes like the worst person on the internet that's just like a secretary somewhere and 30,000 people are shitting on him for a day. You have run for Congress. You want to run again. 
from an account labeled Congress. There is no expectation of privacy there. You are putting yourself out to represent people. And as someone that's an ally, been an ally to the community, I think we get more frustrated from people we think should know better. Like, I don't care who else was at Mar-a-Lago. You know, I love that they don't want Trump to be able to live there, the neighbors, and that he hosted a party and didn't attend is even funnier. They all spent all that money. That's Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice. And I, mean, I mean, that's what they're down to, y'all. But Vanilla see, no, Ice. That's not surprising for some reason. Like, no, you know, it's, it's like uh, Taylor's upsetting because she has been an advocate and well, we at least participated and taken funds from our community and celebrated with us. Vanilla Ice, I don't remember him at Pride. No, I don't remember him at Pride either. Uh, he kind of falls into that Scott Bayo and, uh, you know, James Woods. And, oh, now Travis Trith, the country singer who I used to adore. I loved him so much, but he blocked me on Twitter because I said something. I'm not exactly sure. Um, <laughs> I love that for you. It's, never, it's, it's not like you said one thing. So it's so hard to know what was exactly the straw that broke that particular camel's back. He said, I'll tell you what it was. I know what it was. He said, he said... He tweeted that any lib that comes for me, I will block you. And I tweeted him back and I said, here's a quarter, call someone who cares. And he blocked me. So <laughs> also, you can't call anybody with a quarter anymore. First of all, where is there a payphone? And I'm rather certain inflation sent it up to 35 cents or 50. Well, that hit was when he was, that was a long time ago, that hit, when there was a, there when was. a quarter was... Um, I, um, yeah, I also said, I, I, I think I also added that I had taken all my Travis Tritt CDs and thrown them in the trash, something like that. That's what it would oh, be. Awesome. Yeah. That, good. You let him know. I let um, him I know. Our dear friend Leanne, so, who broke her leg, y'all saw last week, uh, was feeling down on Sunday night and New Year's oh. Eve and watched a very sort of wedding and laughed until Rarestant rolled down her broken leg. Leanne, oh. We're glad you are with us. We hope that like the, are you taking the pills, Leanne? You know, we talked about that. If it hurts. Are you peeling? Leanne, are so. you peeling? I hope you're peeling. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I posted, I've, I've been working on some things for the show. I'm going to start pulling a clip. That's why we did the rundown at the top to be able to share, to help bring some more people into the show while we carry it into this year. And I asked on Instagram for any stories current relevant subjects people wanted to talk about. And all but two of the responses were about gays over COVID and New Year's in Puerto Vallarta. So please share your thoughts. We're gonna go through both pieces of the story together and then talk about uh, the collision of issues that apply here. For those of you who don't know, Jeffrey Sanker is a big uh, gay event promoter. Uh, he puts on the white party that was canceled back in April in Palm Springs because of lockdowns and COVID, they canceled that. Well, they went ahead with White Party Unite, their New Year's Eve party in Mexico from the 30th through the 3rd. It was supposed to be in Puerto Vallarta, which in Mexico is in the state of Jalisco, uh, where public events are limited to eight people or less. So they just moved it nine miles north to Nuevo Vallarta in Nayarit, I believe, where the restrictions are more relaxed and authorities there did not find the event was in violation. They just moved it nine miles and said, we're doing it anyway. Now, they sent out a big email to all their attendees not to post the address or to take photos or videos outside of designated areas. Now, I'm just going to say that when you are asking people not to tell anybody about something like a dirty little secret, like having an affair, you feel like, you know, you're probably doing something wrong right. or people will not approve of. A venue staffer at the new event venue confirmed it was sold out. 
the re reminding people to wear masks and stay six feet apart was in their guidelines and that they would suggest anyone with a temperature go home, though they could suggest. not suggest. Suggest. Yep, just suggest. Now, before we get into the nuance of the how, what people are saying and doing about it, the CDC here in America says travelers should avoid all travel to Mexico which carries the fourth highest death total from COVID-19 in the world. That's the American CDC guidelines for travel to Mexico. Don't do it. The big piece of story um, that popped it into a lot of people's news feed was that a gay party cruise with 60 people back near Puerto Vallarta in Jalisco capsized on New Year's Eve, and it took 10 other boats to answer the SOS signal to pull them in from the water. I'm gonna show you that video because often it's hard for us to like get super worked up about something until we have a visual to associate with it. So here, I pour. capsized. There were 60 people on this boat and the video's being made from one of the rescue boats and that's the gaze from the boat party in the water waiting to be rescued. I hope you can see 2 million people have viewed this particular video. And that definitely blew up awareness uh, of this occurring, that this party went ahead in part of Ayarda. They were all rescued. You don't need to worry that like somebody died in the story. It seems like nobody was actually injured and everybody was pulled out of the water. So that is part one. They just got a good scaring. They just uh -huh. got a good scaring. But here's where it gets kind of interesting for me is that there's an anonymous Instagram account called Gaze Over COVID. It appeared in July. And it started calling out gays, flaunting long lockdown measures in large groups on vacation or having parties, uh, always shirtless. And they've also focused on uh, gay healthcare workers vacationing. Then they published the white party message with the venue change and photo rules. By the way, I just want to say, if you're going to say, uh, don't do this and don't do this, make sure that nobody's on ecstasy or high because, you know, that's when the photo rules sort of get uh, you know, forgotten. Uh, they also heard and published info about a secret LA New Year's Eve party. I was not invited where attendees arrived in a parking lot and were walked to the party. They posted and several responses. They in the post, they said they, uh, the, I mean, they, they, they also posted that it was do not tell anybody the same sort of rules that Emerson said about the Puerto Vallarta one. And, well, these guys called the LAPD and they posted the address and this party was shut down. So various circuit queens got real upset. Oh, they're mad. And they complained about shaming. One is a nurse who got it earlier this year and posted his dramatic weight loss. And I'm sure that y'all saw that. I think we even did the story on this guy and a GoFundMe for him to get better so he could go back to, to, to circuit parties. Um, uh, now, you know, with antibodies and a vaccine. Another offered a $500 reward to expose the person behind gaze over COVID saying, let it be known, we are coming for them. For so long, they have been hiding behind the screen, trying uh, to out fellow gays, making our community as divisive as ever. Seeing how they like to put everybody under pressure, let's see how they feel like now that the target is on them. And then uh, they flag the account as abusive uh, by for posting screenshots from photos and videos posted to social media by attendees. And the account was taken down for a brief period, but then it's back up and it has like, you know, 
I don't know, 20,000, 30,000, something like that, followers? I think it's up over 100,000 now. Oh, now? I mean, because it's really blown up lately after this Puerto Vallarta. So anyway. Um, is this, so it, what, what does everybody think about all of this? Any thoughts on any aspect of the issue? Because I actually feel like it's more complicated, I think, than it seems on its surface, right? Because uh, I think there's elements of like internal community uh, resentment and irritation. Um, I think we talk about individual responsibility. Um, I think there's a lot of frustration. I think any of us can look at people that like, one, if you have the finances, like if you are financially stable enough and your job is comfortable enough that you can't afford to go on vacation right now, you are very, very fortunate, right? Like at the end of the year, if you had the time to take off and the money to go to Mexico, you are very, very fortunate. And I think a lot of the frustration of people looking at it, right, is either you can't or you feel like you're doing your part uh, and staying home and being as responsible as possible. And there's a lot of resentment that comes at people that seem to represent the most flaunted in our community, continuing to flaunt and not care about anybody but themselves, right? That seems to be the case. Um, um, now, I do also think, um, one, I, I go back, what do we want, right? We want everybody to be empathetic. We want everybody to do the best that they can do uh, to take care of each other, to take care of the people where they live, to take care of our communities. Like that's the goal. I think there's also a level of like gleeful shaming that I find distasteful. I think accountability is great, right? Holding people accountable. If you're stupid enough to say, look at me flaunting rules and regulations, ignoring government recommendations, ignoring you know the trauma in the local place that I'm visiting, um, holding people accountable is great. I think cheering too much at people, you know, having live as, I don't know how to say this, focusing on like one or two or three or five people and like we destroyed their life and got them fired and all of this stuff for a problem that is national in scope can become too hyper-focused and vindictive at the same time. It can, it can, I can get mean spirited. It can, uh, the, the we, we're calling out people by name and, um, it, but, but in that I'm just like, when, when is there accountability for, for, if you're going to post on a public forum, if you're going to flaunt this and then you, and then you have hypocrisy, cause a lot of them do. I mean, especially the ones in healthcare, I put my life at risk every day. That was one of them. And boy, did they call him out with his, you know, in his speedo and his washboard abs and, 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 and having gotten the vaccine, you know, so he had, he, he, he was safe, but he's going to an event where other people are at risk and putting others at risk. And then I want to go to the top of the, to the top, because, you know, I, 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 I know Jeffrey Sanker. I mean, we've, we've, coordinated before with with a, a couple of things and and i i think he's done a lot and, and has has created some wonderful events but don't you have enough money jeffrey right now don't you have enough that you, that you don't have to have that guilt on you like what happened at the miami white party before where, where someone actually died of covid because of the exposure there because of being a super spreader event i don't know when 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 are you responsible and when is the, when is money that important? That's that's my thought. And I do oh. think there's also, you know, because I got I got to thinking about who's accountable when and what. Let's add some things to this, right? The lockdown regulations are different in different states. People that live in Texas and Florida, like even their local regulations are so different than what ours are right now, right? So your community impacts what you're willing to do. 
I'm trying not to make too big assumptions from what I might see on someone's social media that I don't know. Um, you know, I've made calculated risks to go to the grocery store, to go to Rite Aid, to have my bubble in LA include seven people since March, but that's sort of my like core. We all make calculated risks. I think when it escalates to like, you went on vacation, you have a great body, you can sort of do whatever you want, you have enough money to not be stressed, that's, then it sort of seems like you're not struggling the way so many others And are. you're in a dance floor with no social distancing and no mask uh, with a hundred other people. I mean, how, how, it's like, what, what do you expect out of this? I mean, I guess uh, for a lot of them, they're young and they're beautiful and they feel like that, well, if I get COVID, it's not going to be the end for me, uh, you know, but you know, there was the elementary school teacher this week that we all loved because her social media blew up when she posted these kids, her first graders hugging each other a couple of years ago. And she's 35 years old and she died of COVID. So it's not just exclusively, uh, you know, an old person's uh, illness uh, when it comes to death. So um, anyway. Um, well, let's see some of Rob said, if you can take vacation at time, you're lucky. I mean, there is that, right? You know, it's like, that is a big piece, I think, of the frustration and judgment. You people in New York or LA, you know, people in New York that for three months literally couldn't walk downstairs, people in LA where we are now shut deep, deep dark uh, down, where one in five of tests right now are coming back positive. Uh, Leanne said, I don't think it's a good idea to go anywhere right now. I know people have regretted going on vacation, whole families with COVID. Well, look, I mean, yeah. you know, and here's the deal. I mean, and, and I, I, I have been affected by it and I haven't talked about this on this show, but I, one of the, my sources of income is I have a little uh, investment property in Palm Springs that is a vacation rental. And during the month of uh, when they just shut down all the uh, short-term vacation rentals in Palm Springs in December. And there was a, you know, there was an income loss of several thousand dollars for me. But in that I go, okay, that's the way it is. I am not angry. I, I do not want people to come to Palm Springs and be in danger and travel in danger. So it is, the, it is what we're having to all go through right now together. And, you know, we, we, we're helping each other in other ways and, and supporting each other. So, um, anyway, I, that's the, no, I, and I think you're very much right. And, but I do want to, I do want to add one thing, you know, while we hold people accountable and certainly holding the people accountable near you, I don't want us to get so focused on like easy to grab examples, right? Like a nurse behaving badly or like that guy in Fire Island earlier this year that, you know, the entire internet got to shit on for a week. Um, to let that distract us from part of the problem with this too, this far into this, is the lack of responsibility of our government, right? Yeah. We wouldn't be having to stare at each other and demanding that it rely entirely on personal responsibility if the federal government had done what it needed to, if it supported businesses, because I look around and I'm not going to judge a business owner who goes, I put 20 years of my life into this and my state says I can be open and I need to be open or I lose my business. I just read Oro Ken Harry's 52 years. I got September. Um, you know, I have memories there. You know, it's it's part of my the, the memories of me and coming out and and being a part of the scene here in L.A. I mean, I I went there probably a year and a half ago. I just loved going there. I never would do those line dances because I couldn't do them well. well you know, but but I loved watching those queens. I loved watching those line dances. But and I but so and I think it's important that if a hundred thousand people have time to follow gaze over COVID and like sort of revel in each person that gets called out. 
like that's not exciting to me. It's not interesting to me. It's mostly just sad to me. I find it frustrating. I, there's there's no joy there. I hope that that same amount of energy or more is being used to our elected officials. You know, it's like think about rent rents that have been paid, mortgages, all of the things further help of small, truly independent businesses versus the corporations that got bailout money. We are now pointing fingers at each other because the government didn't do the job. That's why we paid them in the first place. That's right. Yeah. Write them. Write them. Write them. Spend that energy writing your officials. I mean, my, my ex-wife is watching right now. I, I saw her in the room and she sent me the funniest thing today. She wrote Ted Cruz, fuck you. And he wrote her back and asked for money. Man, not, he did not pay attention to the con the content. He did not read. Fuck you. And here, and this, uh, and our other Kelly says, I was alone at Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, playing it safe, and I still inadvertently got exposed under quarantine now with no symptoms. And I want to make sure we aren't stigmatizing people that get COVID, uh, yes. people have it or have had it, because that's where there are parallels to sort of the AIDS crisis. And we have learned for a long time that stigmatizing diseases does nothing to help prevent it. So if you know someone that had it, someone that got exposed, you don't know why they needed to go to work, why they needed to go out. I, you know, I want to make sure we don't fall down the slippery slope of like hanging in the public square when it's the fault of our government that we're having to deal with this with each other. Because Emerson, by the grace of, of whatever, the universe, I have not gotten it. I mean, I have traveled. I taught at NSU. I mean, I, I am a mask a crazy person with two masks and a face shield. And, 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 you know, coming out of that grocery store, wiping down those hands. But I have a we have a very good friend, you and I, and I'm not going to say his name because I just don't want to. But he he came down with COVID and all he did was go pick up his daughter from school and go to the grocery store. That was it. And he was always masked. So um, and it says Steve says it was put onto the governor of each state instead of the federal government. Every state handled differently. And look where we're at. And that's right. right. So. And so bringing it back around, it's sort of easy to point, right, at wealthy, what predominantly white gays on vacation, you know, sinking in the ocean as some sort of schadenfreude. Um, but I think it's also important that we keep it back to like, the real point is we want people acting in the best interest of each other. No, we can't teach each other empathy. Accountability is good as long as it doesn't cross into like, the entire internet focusing on one person rather than focusing on the institutions that could and should have done and be doing better. Good. Well, All right. well we, we certainly um, had a discussion and a few opinions. Yep. Well, you know, and I think it's good. I think it's good to talk about, but I, and I've watched some people say really interesting things about this issue and our community. You know, I don't want like some, you know, the kind of white girl who thinks it's fun to call me hey girl also be like did you see what Kate gays over covid did today like i this is an in community pointing at community thing but does that make sense like i don't yeah. want it to be like look at the gays as the example of the worst when like the ridiculous anti-maskers here in la were like wandering through century city harassing store employees the other day so anyway thank y'all i appreciate that was a really good uh, discussion. Uh, and one other little piece, there was a Rio, a circuit party of 2,000 people shut down in Rio, and they said they were doing everything right, and then the local organization said uh, they didn't have the right health license. Saying that you're following the guidelines and then letting everybody do what they want doesn't work either. So I'm sure we'll continue to see this until there's enough vaccine uh, that we that we can move into another phase of culture. And one, 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 one last thought is because uh, it came into my head when, when they said, you know, you're, you're traveling to the fourth biggest COVID 
country or whatever, Mexico. Well, guess what? You're coming from the first. From the first. <laughs> right. You're coming I mean, yeah. from number one. Yeah. Let's not forget. We are number one. Yes. If anything, they shouldn't have been letting us get there. That's right. I would say Mexico is the pro. They're, they're the ones that should be. No, 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 Americans. Do not come into our country. Por favor. Vete. Vete. Uh, all right. And we have In more uh, fun news. Yes. I love this story. So it's a little bit lighter. We, you know, we like the light stories. Uh, yeah. Robbie Vargas Cortez. Uh, look at how cute they are. Uh, paramedic in Canton, South Dakota, had an appointment to get the COVID-19 vaccine on December the 23rd. His boyfriend of five years, Eric Vanderley, is a nurse at the same place. Robbie bought a ring three years ago, taped the ring to his upper arm when, oh, when Eric went to give him the vaccine, he found the ring. Eric said, it just dawned on me. And I was like, absolutely, of course, yes. It was an amazing moment after I figured it all out. So Eric vaccinated Robbie and 10 minutes later, Robbie was off on a call. The best comment, if you like it, you should put a ring and a vaccine on it. So that is a cute little story. I love that so much. And from two people working in frontline jobs, you've got a nurse and an EMT and like proposing at work and a reminder of how many also, you know, with that story that reflects badly, so quote unquote, in our community when it's about a specific small group of people, things like this, how many people in our community also work in frontline jobs. And I love seeing the two of them have a moment of celebration. And then one of them jump right back in that ambulance and off he went. Yeah. That's very sweet. Um, all right. Warms we my heart. Warms I my heart. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. We have reached the midpoint of our show. And as always, we try to bring you both entertainment and important news that we think you need to know and foster some kind of discussion. So if you are enjoying it and you've contributed to everybody uh, you can think of in every cause and you've got your New Year's donations planned out and you have some left and want to drop a dollar, five, ten or a thousand in our little piggy bank. You can by sending a tip on Venmo at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to beardcollinsourceproductions at gmail.com. It's in the ticker below. Yes. And um, thank you for all the, all the ones who have given us to us over the years. Uh, I mean, you know, the year <laughs> that we've been almost yes. doing this a year. We appreciate you so much. Over this particular uh, year. Um, oh, hold on. I got to find. Oh, no. I lost my graphic for this one you know sometimes when i make these fired fired you fired i know it well like it i like to be able to see the faces well crap if, i just want everybody to know if emerson were fired from this show there would be no show i just want everybody to know we can't we we got to put up with this we just got to put up with this little searching for this shit hey well i find this will you jump to georgia Yes, I will. And I know that we're all on pins and needles today about Georgia. And uh, if you got any updates for me, put them in the chat room. I need to know uh, th those exit polls. Final voting is happening right now uh, for Raphael Warnick, uh, Reverend Rev Raphael Warnick and John Ossoff. Uh, Dave Perdue, he's mad. He's spitting mad at the Georgia Secretary of State for recording that horrible Trump call. Franklin Graham used his Facebook in the final days to rally God's army. Y'all, it's an army. Just come on uh, to prevent the possible adoption of the Equality Act. You know, it's back to it's almost like, you know, whoever said that they watched a very uh, Leanne, a very sorted wedding. There, he wants an anti-equality uh, uh, revival. Uh, so he, he said, if conservatives lose control of the Senate, there is nothing to stop the radical agenda of the left. 
There will not be another chance to get this right. Good. Uh, the right nation is dependent on you, liberal, you so-called progressives. Immediately, they want to pass the Equality Act, which is something, anything but equal. Uh, it is an attempt to rid our country of religious freedoms, protections. This is dangerous. This would change our nation at its very foundation. And yes, it would also greatly change your everyday life. It will vastly alter the America that we leave for our children and grandchildren. Oh, Franklin, 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 Franklin. He just spews hatred in the name of the Lord and he will not stop. Uh, I just cannot wait. I can't wait till Biden takes office and we stop hearing for a while from these asshats like Franklin Graham. And I mean, we kind of stopped hearing from, you know, Jerry Falwell Jr. Because he, you know, is watching his wife have sex with a pool boy. Yeah, he's so busy. I mean, he's got a lot going on. The, um, I gotta be, you know, I, I've tried to be like sort of calm and keep myself busy today. Um, you know, I'm so excited. I, I really enjoy what Raphael Warnock particularly represents, you know, a pastor from the South who is affirming and welcoming uh, to our community and the importance of like all of this stuff we've done for the last year, riding on the results of these two races that are going to be extremely close, uh, likely. Um, we are ahead right now, John Martin says, 60-40. Ken said the early votes going heavy for us as predicted, but you know, it's at like 9%. Um, they think it may come in quickly, but we are. it is likely to be close enough. We will have recounts on this. And if you think the bonkers stuff that they have been doing you know, with the Republican nonsense that's going to happen tomorrow, protesting the state results or whatever. Um, the What will happen about these two races will likely drag on for quite some time as well. So we need to breathe deep, make sure that we are supportive, holding people accountable. Don, I just want this so bad. I tweeted the other day that I, I've been missing theater, but we will have a lot of theater tomorrow on January 6th. There will be theater in our living rooms watching Congress shit show. It I mean, a shit show. Like when Josh Hawley, when even Brett Baer on Fox News is let you're talking and he's like, that, that's, that doesn't mean anything. What you're going to do tomorrow doesn't mean anything. It's invalid. And what watching Republicans invalidate people's trust in our system, you know, saying there's widespread concern that there was fraud in these elections or that things weren't done correctly. There is widespread disbelief in the results because you told people not to believe in the results. You can't like set a fire and then say, everyone says, uh, everyone says there's a fire we should look at and then think that you get credit for that. There was this uh, Louisiana Senator today. I can't even remember his name. He's bald headed and ugly. And he, um, he was uh, going, he, he was brave enough to go on CNN and Jim Shuto was just, just, just smacking him down, smacking him down. And he goes, you know what your problem is, Jim? You don't understand what an investigation is. There yeah. was an investigation that uh, started in 86 and they just solved it. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck does that have to do with this? It's like, yeah. oh, you know, this is not Dateline, motherfucker. Yeah, was that Congressman Crawfish Broil or whatever his name is? I, I, yeah. <laughs> the Louisiana guy, Clay. Clay yes, Clay. It was Clay. Yeah. It was yeah. Clay. I tweeted him. I told him he was an embarrassment to his state. He did not get back to me. They never get back to me. It's hurtful. It's so weird. Um, while I, I'm ready, I do have this other story. And let y'all, honest, I'm sure on Friday we'll, we'll have lots about what happens in the next 72 hours to talk about. So we'll get back to it. Kelly asked, Dell, will you do another online show like The Shit Stirrer? 
Uh, would you like me to a more shit stirring? I could do it. I, I was thinking about doing one after the election. Well, if, if I, feel like she, I feel like the answer to that question is yes. It'd be real awkward if she said, are you going to do another online show? Cause I don't want one. Okay. I will. I will. I will. I, if Emerson will do my stream, <laughs> my stream yard and open for me and help, help me, Emerson, help me. I'll stand here at my dining table and just talk out to my yeah. chihuahuas. <laughs> That's right. Share that stream of consciousness. Um, you know, I thought, I'm sorry. I, I was like, next time I'm going to put my Juanita mannequin right in front of me and pretend no, that uh, Sarah Huntley's there watching. I'm no longer available, that creepy thing. Um, the one I missed earlier, uh, just a, some fun shout out. You know, there's some great new out representation happening. On your left, Dr. Alice Masso was elected vice president of the Oglala Sioux tribe and sworn in in December, making her the first out LGBTQ person elected to the tribe's executive council. Super exciting. In India, the two women in the middle, two trans women, have won local elections in their villages, making history. Devika Akka and a woman named Sudha were elected to the Gram Panchayat. Sudha's was the first such election in her town in 26 years. And on the far right, in Greece, Nicholas Yatromanalakis has become the first ever openly gay cabinet minister after he was named deputy minister of culture on Monday in Greece. So exciting visibility things happen and just want to keep uh, sharing. Are y'all liking this? We're doing the that show. Makes they right? want to travel. Uh, that makes me want to go back to Greece. I haven't been since Mama Mia 2 came out, and I want to walk around like Cher with a walking cane. You know, well, I can't get off on Greece, but um, we'll, 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 uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, are y'all enjoying this? We're doing this show a little different. We made bullet points, trying to, you know, highlight some things quickly, have longer discussions. Hope you're liking it. Speaking of, now time for another discussion. For everybody that watched the Drag Race premiere of season 13 on Friday, what'd you think? What'd you think, Del Shores? Well, I was not a big fan. Of really? The, I, I mean, I, I, that's a very common response. Share why. I well, I just didn't like the the format. I didn't feel like I got to know them like we did. We usually get to know them in that first episode. I like I it, it felt very truncated for each little team and pitting them against each other and telling each one of them they're the pork chop. It just seemed a little mean, little mean spirited, uh, and I. I <laughs> It did. It felt that they're all just all the ones just put in a room all by themselves and not knowing what's going on. And so I'm anxious now. But but as the producer in me, I go, they got me hooked. I will be back next week. I will fucking be back next week. Not that I wouldn't have anyway. But um, I'm, I'm glad you shared that. And like, y'all, it's so funny. I'm usually interested in being like, you know, the reasonable person and bringing us all together. Y'all a bunch of babies. This was a very popular response online. You're not alone. Jigs even just said it too. It was mean. My reaction to all that, shut up. Are y'all new to reality television? You shut up. You shut up. Jigs and I will come and we were we were now the members of the Husky Gene Boy Club. And we will- There is a show that you love where they drop a bunch of people on an island with nothing and say, please don't die. That's a whole show. 
that you love. And y'all are worried about these drag queens who every one of them showed up knowing they could be the person who went home that very first day after the first challenge. And you're, and it's mean that they made more than one think that they might. I'm kidding. I mean, it is just interesting though that so many people love reality television went to it's mean. They are drag queens. 50% of their job is standing on a microphone making fun of people. All right. Well, this is specific. I don't know her name, but the one that had cancer and she couldn't even be in the she it just broke my heart that here this whole journey that she went through to to fight cancer go through chemo radiation come back looking fierce looking fierce and 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 and, and you know sometimes your talent is not lip syncing there's other shit that you can do uh i did um, have a dream yeah it's interesting her. though because I go to, right, and I watched a lot of this because I actually really loved it. I've wanted this since the beginning of the series because to me, no matter what kind of drag you do, if you can't do a great lip sync and MC a show, to me, you're not a well-rounded drag queen. You may be a great fashion queen. You may be a great makeup queen. You may be, absolutely, you can be an exquisite queen in a single lane. But if you're going to be a well-rounded queen for me personally, you can't kill a lip sync and host a show. You don't have the whole package. So I really did love seeing everyone lip sync like it was a drag show in the first episode. There I guess that's people found it boring because they found it repetitive. Now, now I want to ask you something else because I think this is probably a very uh, controversial topic and I didn't really read what people thought of it. But it was very interesting to me, the trans contestant who 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 was born with the uh, on the birth certificate i'm trying to be politically correct i don't want to do anything wrong but assigned female at birth female yeah assigned female at birth transitioned uh he is now competing as a woman uh impersonating a woman um i okay and and very talented by the way really good so uh i I just wanted to know what you thought about that. And well, was, I love it because right, if you go at the simplest level, he's a guy who does drag, right? You know, yeah. the, his his personal story that he's choosing to share is really interesting, and it's very exciting that that's the first time his story's been represented on this show. But at its basis, it's a bunch of guys doing drag. Is the simplest level. Um, I think it's really particularly exciting for the trans community to see an out trans person at the beginning of a season. There have been a number of trans contestants who came out in season, and it's been something people have called for from the show and from Rue uh, for many, many years about this inclusion. So that's really, I think, exciting. And it looks like he's going to do really great. And I'm excited. And I hope for his own journey, too. You know, we often put a mantle on people that are the first to do something that he doesn't feel the weight of carrying and the first trans man on the show out at the beginning, you know, you know, he just wants to do great drag. And so I hope that we get to see a lot of that uh, along the way as well. And, and it's like what I wrote the line. Sometimes we just understand us and then it gets real fuzzy. So yeah, absolutely. And it was, and like a lot of people have said it, that it's exciting and it's exciting to see contestants tell different stories because that's part of reality TV too. And I'm kidding, y'all. If you thought the premiere was mean, of course you can think that. I just thought that was an interesting word. Did oh, we don't need your permission. We do not need your permission. Shut the fuck up. I'm not done. Uh, they, 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 that's an interesting word that's different than saying I didn't like it. Like mean as a judgment with the scale of like what has been done to contestants on reality television shows. I thought this is a show about drag. 
And it just seemed interestingly sensitive as a response. When like someone's gonna go home the first episode and nobody ever cries for like, they spent $40,000 on gowns and had to go home first, that's not fair. Well, the encouraging thing about it was to see the wall of pork chops and how many became very famous that went home first. Yeah. Well, here we were talking about how it's actually worse now to go home second because whoever goes home first actually sort of gets some notoriety because they went home first. I right. don't remember who went home second last year, but I do remember uh, Dahlia Sin and that broccoli went home first. Um, there, there was... Um, um, not Trixie. What's the one? The Southern Queen that won uh, the All Stars. Uh, Trinity. Trinity and Farrah Moon got in a Twitter spat the other day because uh -huh. uh, uh, it's kind of thematically what we're talking about here. Because Trinity did a live show, Farrah Moon shamed her about it, and they got in a little. And so well, Trinity. Of what happened was Trinity did an outdoor patio show. People gave her a lot of crap about it. And then she responded really sort of like hatefully and dismissively yeah. to the like concerns people had. And then Farah inserted into the like how you're responding and like you don't necessarily need more, but you're not a frontline worker. Because the way Trinity expressed it definitely was like there's nurses and grocery store workers and drag queens doing brunch, you know, out here. But well, then she blocked her. She blocked her. They're like, look, it's your social media. You can handle it the way you want. But that is where I think judging too harshly other people's circumstances, if they live in places where things are permissible, I'm not in everybody's shoes. You know, there are some people that it's like, you know, of course she won $100,000 or whatever on All Stars last year. She said she bought a house and broke up with her boyfriend and can't make her payments. We're all in different places. And I'm less interested in like one person accountability and like, our leaders who could do shit about it so we we could stop yelling at each other about mm. assumptions we're making. But right. did, did you have any favorites from Drag Race? Anybody that you were like, mm, that's definitely like I'm on board for? Not yet, not yet. I, I, I liked, um, I didn't get names, I'm sorry. It was, oh, you, you don't know. Have to? The, the, the first, uh, queen, the first round of queens, um, the there was a a black queen that was a real full of herself that I loved, and I thought that's good TV. That is good TV. Gonna be some problems there, and 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 she won. Do you know who I'm talking about? Wait, are you talking about Candy Muse? She was the very first person who walked in the door. Well, we uh, can talk more about it once you know the names. The okay. <laughs> Because uh, I don't know. I need the list. I need. Uh, I need to see. I need some visual. Um. Anyway, um, wait. I love Jigs is still in this mean thing. It mean thing was keeping those girls in a holding pin, y'all. As so many shows hold people in things where they don't know their fate. Like this is reality television. The concept of competition shows is mean on its face. You making people embarrass themselves, experience emotional trauma. For, for everyone's entertainment at home. The whole, the Bachelor, the whole premise of girls getting rejected on, it's all mean. I guess that's my entertainment, right? Yeah. It, most yeah. of it's mean, if you think about it for very long. Well, elimination is always kind of, uh, I think there's also, uh, uh, the re way they're producing this show, it has to do a lot, they produced it during COVID as well. So, cause it feels like that they're gonna be separated into two groups. And, um yeah. anyway so um and, and we'll see as we go on i did love particularly 
uh, Tamisha Iman, that's the older queen. I fell down a YouTube wormhole watching her drag queen pageant from 1996. And y'all, 24 years and more that she has been killing it on a stage. I, uh, here's I, what's I, crazy. She's the, one, she's the one who survived cancer, right? Yes. But I don't, I can't believe she's been doing it 24 years because she looks amazing as a, as you know, in, in boy form and theme and, and drag looks yep. crazy, crazy beautiful. All right. I, all right. Moving on. The, um, I want you to meet Anthony Crumley, uh, a gay man out of Boston who was attacked by three strangers in December, walking home from a bar in seconds. He was on the ground bleeding from the neck chest and stomach from stab and slice wounds. He went into a coma and only because a friend was with him did he survive. A year ago, he lost his mother to leukemia and is the sole caretaker of his 12-year-old sister. He celebrated his 25th birthday taking care of a 12-year-old sister in the hospital the day after Christmas. Um, the suspects have not been identified, but they did create a GoFundMe that I wanted to share with everybody because at 25 years old, I certainly was not ready to take care um, a sibling. So I have just posted this from me in the chat room uh, if you want to support that uh, because, oh, yeah, it looks like that will show, okay, that should show up for everybody uh, because the trauma of that and then having to go back uh, to taking care of a sibling. It's at $18,000 now, but that kind of recovery, the more that we can support him, uh, the better. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing. And then we have, um, we, you know, because you wanted to know about that new Celine Dion. There's a 30 year well, yes. That It was very funny. I, this is a stupid story, but I just love it. It's a 30 year old British man, Thomas Dodd. He watched a Celine Dion concert Christmas Eve. He got drunk. Uh, and she's my go-to person, he says. Uh, I listen when I get any cheering up. He said, I honestly, hand on heart, don't remember doing it. But days later, he came home from uh, work as a hospitality manager in uh, Stratfordshire, England, to find an envelope with documentation waiting for him. And uh, he checked his bank account, and sure enough, he had filled out the paperwork to change his name to Mr. Celine Dion. And so, you know, I, I feel like if I'd done that drunk, I, you know, if I'd said, Oh, I'm going to, you know, change my name to Tammy Wynette. Uh, I, I think I would probably have not signed the final papers, but no, he did. And now he is, he is officially Celine Dion. He's been asked by fans of Celine to record a video message. He moved to a small village and he imagines he's just causing a commotion there. He and that and his mother was not amused. She said, "Uh, -uh no, 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 no." Uh, and, but now everyone seems to be amused. He plans to keep it, uh, depending on how difficult it makes life. And working with a UK radio station to see, he wants to see if he can meet her. So he's working with this radio station to see. Uh, Celine has stayed silent on this. The real Celine, she has not said anything. So the question is for all of you: If you could change your name name to anybody celebrity wise i i would assume uh who would it be i i guess yeah. i would i'd go Yo, with Tammy tell Mr. Mr. You, if, if you were drunk who would you be most likely to wake up in the morning and discover that you would change your name to you know not you're like oh i'm gonna think about it and do it who would your like your uncensored soul be like i changed my name to who i guess ricky martin would be not good for me right that's, I no, that's good because like you wouldn't even 
wouldn't even seem that foolish as Ricky Martin. And I could start speaking in a Spanish accent because I kind of speak, you know, I speak Spanish and, oh, that's too close to another story that's trending right now. (laughs) Too close to Dolazal uh, in that territory. Um, You know, it's funny because I would want to say that I would change it to something like Oscar Wilde, but let's be honest, that I would end up, I would wake up in the morning and I would have changed my name to Britney Spears. (laughs) <laughs> I, would. I think, I I think it would, it'd be tammy for me tammy mr tammy Wynette. here he is be like mr tammy Wynette. i'd be like mr britney spears hello you're welcome here's what I, the other thing i love about this i feel like when celine dion hears about this she will make a thing out of it she is so funny she's so sort of dry have you seen that video of her and james corden driving around las vegas and her like him trying to give away her shoes and her getting mad about it I just feel like I, she would not, I think I may go on on and during a commercial break from watching these election returns and watch that. Um, that's that sounds like funny, funny. I feel like she would meet it. You know, I feel like there's some stars. Like if you change your name to Beyonce, as Serena just said, I don't know that Beyonce would be like, "Hey, let's make a thing together." She'd be like, "Keep her away from me." She'd well, fly. I will but, tell you this: Emerson did that one time. In a Starbucks, we were in, in Starbucks and he ordered a coffee and they asked him his name and he said Beyonce and the girl did not even bat it. She just wrote Beyonce down. And uh, then um, I went uh, next and I said, I was Kelly Rowland. I said, <laughs> I said but you could just put Kelly. Uh, I do not remember this at all you have no recollect you're becoming leslie jordan where i tell stories about him he goes i don't remember that i don't, know. I don't remember that at all but was it while we were on tour while was it we, in were, we were we were getting we were it was some early morning we had to get up and we were you were feeling really kind of silly punchy that's clearly like a morning well and i hadn't had my coffee yet so that would explain why i might not recall my nonsense uh wait let's get Zana said she'd most likely to wake up and name herself share so did Rob share a popular choice. Sandy said she changed in the presentation hers to Del Shores. Del Shores. Oh, well, there's a lot of those on Instagram lately. <laughs> they they these, these fake Instagram accounts yep. trying to get my people to give them money. Do not, if it doesn't have that blue check, do not, do not uh-huh. give anybody money on Instagram that says they're me. John Elizabeth. Martin said Elizabeth Taylor. Jared said Kathy Bates, Ken, Betty Davis, no Martin, uh, Kitty, Madonna, Ciccone, De Leon. I love that you like no, would change it to the whole thing. Not the one name, like Madonna, like like she goes by. Emerson Collins. The kind of, yeah, there you go. Uh, Jake said May West Burgess. Oh, that's going to sound, that has a flow to it. Miss May West Burgess. Lots of Dolly. I appreciate that it is just the greatest hits. Uh, lots of Dolly. Oh, and Judy, Miss uh, Shirley Bassey. Uh huh. Oh yes. More Dolly. Oh wait, uh, we got fictional too. Douglas Blanche Devereaux. And Blanche she- Devereaux would be. I, I think Tennessee Williams Shores would be nice. Tennessee yeah. Williams Shores. My daughter oh. is Rebecca teaches a Tennessee, and I think that's a big name for a little boy, Tennessee. Yes. Well, I have a quick, quick question as we wrap up. Thank y'all. Uh, Happy New Year as we move on to this year. If you want to send us a tip, it's, uh, it's in the ticker below on Venmo at Emerson Collins or PayPal to Beard Collins Shores Productions at gmail.com. Thank you 
to Jiggs and Jim and Matt for your contributions already. Did y'all like this show? We did bullet points for the stories with more discussion. And if you have story thoughts, direct message them to us on a social media. And if it entertains us and it's relevant for the week, we might add it. Yes, absolutely. And it, but it may not, it may not make it because I send things to doesn't always make it my ideas. Right. Okay, good. It seems like everybody liked it. Yay. Well, I guess we're all going to go sit and watch these returns and we'll all chat right. Friday, y'all. I'm just like, pray if you pray, meditate if you meditate, wander around the block with your mask on if you're nervous.